the Lady Eighty Show podcast. We talk about books, everything about books, and have great interview with authors. Here's one now. Well, it's my delight today to have an interview meeting with Carol Harris. And Carol is somebody who I've met through networking and found not only she's written over 15 books, but she is an absolute genius when it comes to proofreading. And occasionally I would get emails going, do you know you got this wrong? Or do you know that this would sound better if? And I have so appreciated that, Carol. But Carol, you live in whereabouts, Mid Wales. I don't quite know whereabouts in Mid Wales, but no, with your husband. Mid, Mid Wales is near a place called Welshpool, which is kind of halfway up the border with England. Right. Okay. And I love the fact, do you still fence? So your interest is in fencing and that's how you met your husband. That's right. No, haven't done that for a while. Started when I was about 18, 16, 17, 18. And yeah, I met my husband at a fencing club and we had cross swords at our wedding cake. <laughs> but <laughs> have you crossed swords throughout your marriage? Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we also ran a fencing club in our village for some years, um, but haven't done it for a little while. A, a, a lot of the people who came, uh, well, some were relatively old, some were very young and the younger ones sort of wandered off to uni and elsewhere and and, and we actually stopped that about probably about 10 years ago. It'd be lovely to do some more but I haven't done for a while. Okay and I see that you've got, is it Taiko Japanese drumming as one of your interests? Have you done a book on that? Yes, um, many many years ago when we lived in London we went to Sadler's Wells, um, we, were, we were living not far from there, and there was a Japanese group called Kodo, re really famous group, now the, the first sort of major one uh, to, to, to work with um, that sort of music form. And I was just completely blown away by what they were doing. And they had these huge, huge drums and the biggest ones, you know, but, but when somebody hit one of those, you felt it, you didn't just hear it. And then many years ago, after we'd moved out of London, I mean, it's probably 20 or 30 years later, um, they, they were doing a performance fairly locally and we went to see them again. And, and then a friend and I found out that somebody was teaching taiko. Taiko just means big, just means drum in Japanese. And somebody was teaching it about an hour's drive from where we lived. So we went along, went to classes for about five years. And wow. It's, it's, it's like a cross between music and martial arts. So it's... <laughs> it's don't come near me with a drumstick. <laughs> uh, the biggest drumsticks with Tycho are baseball, actually baseball bats. Are they really? Wow. Do that. <laughs> and have you featured that in any of your books at all? Possibly. There are, there, I wrote one book which was various sort of amusing or, or strange things that have happened during my life. It might have might have been in there. Do you know, I can't even remember. Hasn't been featured otherwise. Right. But it's a superb activity. Do, do you it think is, that? This is the issue, isn't it, when you write books, is you write them and away they go. You're on to the next one. And sometimes you you don't read your own work. Once the production no, reading something of Stephen King's a while ago, and I, I think one of the things he said is, is that, I think it was him anyway, that basically once people have written a book, the interesting thing is they never look at it again. It may not have been, but it, but it could have been. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I've, I've revised and updated two of my books over recent years, and I had to go back and read them again because I really couldn't remember what was in them. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Right. And did you get any surprises that way? Uh, only how much things had changed. And they were the books were about twenty years old by then, and a, a lot of things had changed. So technology had changed. You know, we didn't have things like social media, and um, we didn't have video conferencing, and our clothes were different. And so the sort of advice that you give to people about how how to how to work, how how to how to how to do things in business, would be different. I mean, not majorly different, but enough. And one of the books was about weight management and the nutritional advice was different again not in a major way but enough to merit rewriting it okay so we're particularly looking at um you've launched three books at once and um which is quite a feat in itself but one of them is called words speak for themselves how to improve your writing yeah and i must admit i'm really enjoying enjoying my copy but what you primarily say is um, only write if you really enjoy it. Is that correct? Well, I, I think so. I mean, my, my feeling is that if you have the luxury in life of doing what you want to do, grab it. Now, not everybody does have that. There's lots of people in jobs that they can't bear or in places they dislike or, or whatever. So I know not everybody has that choice. But if you can choose to do something that you really enjoy, it's not work. It's fun and it's enjoyable. And I think you do better at it. And I sometimes um, talk particularly to youngsters about uh, who are thinking of setting up their own business. And what I say is choose something you enjoy because it's hard enough getting out of bed in the mornings anyway, let alone doing it for something you're not motivated to do. And a question I get asked all the time about writing is how do you discipline yourself to do it? And to my mind, it's the wrong question. Um, I have to discipline myself not to do it. I, I kind of see it as a bit of an addiction. <laughs> and I think if you have to discipline yourself to do something, it's giving you a message. It's the same thing I say to people about time management. If something sits on your desk for a week and you've had time to do it, but you haven't done it, it is not a time management issue. It's a motivation issue. Mm. It's a that this is something you actually don't want to do so think about it so with writing yeah if you enjoy it that's great if you don't there's other ways if you want to have a book you can have a book you don't have to write it all yourself so there's lots of ways of doing things that's right or you can talk it out which is why i say the technology technology right. is there to do so and oh, then you get great transcripts yes so 
what I like about your writing, particularly in these in the three books. So give me, I've got Words Speak for Themselves. What are the other two books? Right, there's Lessons from the Speechless, which is about business. And there's Chats with Comestibles, which is a bit of a mouthful. And that, that's about personal effectiveness. Okay. Um, they're all really about important topics, but hopefully put across in a humorous way. And part of that humorous way is that you have this technique where you almost talk to the words or talk to the phrase or talk to the technique. And, um, you know, for example, with other people's words in um, Words Speak for Themselves, you say, hello, other people's words, words. I'll start that again. Hello, other people's words. I'm confused. Don't we all have the same words? So what's that segment about? What, what, that, that specific one? Mm. Well, people's language reflects who they are. In fact, even just saying that, I use the word reflects. I'm quite visual. That's actually a visual word. Um, so other people may not use that word. But people's language is part of them. And, of course, we all have the same vocabulary some have larger vocabularies than others, but, you know, but words like house or tree or cat, you know, we all know those words. But people use words in different ways depending on things like their motivation. So, for example, if somebody is motivated by achieving things and results and goals, they will talk about things that are goals and targets and what they want and, and what they would like to have or achieve. Um, but other people are motivated by avoiding problems. So they will talk about things they can avoid or solve or deal with. If you listen to how somebody talks, and how they phrase things, it tells you a lot about them. And if you have somebody who is always talking about things like problem solving and avoiding difficulties, that is not somebody who is likely to be motivated by oh, here's 10% off, or here's something you could you could do by Christmas. It's more about how can you get out of the situation you're in. And now there's lots of patterns. I mean, that's just one. There's, there's lots and lots of others. And does but, this go on the NLP? Mm. Um, and is it sort of forming that linguistic programming? Uh, yes, NLP, for people who don't know about it, neuro-linguistic programming, it's, it's the whole thing is really about how people get better at things. And it, it came from therapists looking at whether they could they could analyze how other therapists work and, and, and break down what they did and then perhaps teach it to other people and try to get the same results. So um, the, the word, the, the name is composed of neuro, which is about how our mind works, linguistic, which is the language part and programming, because we tend to follow patterns. So what I'm talking about in other people's words is part of one of the several language models that are part of NLP. I haven't mentioned NLP in the books. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary to say this is a model and a framework. And, you know, if you follow it here, or the, you know, 58 parts, it, it gets tedious. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is to give people a little hint about here's some things that might be interesting and useful. And if you think so, you, you can follow them up and, and do, do some more reading or research or learning of your own. But, yeah, a, a lot of that comes from NLP. 
Yeah. Right, excellent. And of course, if people do want to know more about NLP, you have written a separate book on that topic. Yes, in fact, well, I've written one book about NLP, and it, it's now called NLP Made Made Easy or Made Simple. Do you know? I forget which. I think it's NLP Made Easy. It's it's had three different titles because it's gone through different different sort of uh, formats. Um, but most of my books are based on NLP in some way. Not absolutely all of them, but most of them. So I've written several business books. One on, one on, uh, for example, management consultancy, that are to do with. Uh, using NLP approaches in different aspects of business. I've written some educational books for children, which have NLP elements, but I don't really talk about that. The weight management book is NLP. So most of my books are, oh, the one that isn't is, well, two. One is about pig keeping. That wasn't an NLP book. <laughs> One's about the funny things that have happened in my life. That's not particularly NLP. But pretty much all the other books have got NLP in them. Got elements of them. Excellent. So mm. going back to Words Speak for Themselves, you yes. pull out some um, details of grammar and punctuation. So you've got a little piece about hello, comma. So what's your feeling about commas? Do people use them well or has that changed over the years well i like to think about punctuation as being the equivalent of speaking now when you speak to somebody you are using tonality you're using emphasis you're using pace you're using pauses none of those come across in the written word so you can write a phrase or a sentence and you can say it in lots of different ways and its meaning changes. Yeah. So for me, a comma effectively indicates a pause. It, it, it's a slight break in a, a series of words and it takes the place of a pause in speech. It also separates things <laughs> so that you can see how they relate to other things. And there's a lot of debate about, I mean, one thing I put in the book because somebody suggested, you know, why do you put that in? It's about the Oxford comma. I'm not going to go into exactly that. <laughs> but it's about using a comma where you wouldn't normally because it makes sense. So mm -hmm. I really don't like a lot of what's happening with our language. I think I'm a bit more flexible about punctuation because I think if you use it to help people make sense of what you've written, that's the key thing about it. And a comma is useful. Having said that, a lot of people write very, very long sentences, either with or without commas, and they don't need to. I tend to write, on the whole, fairly short sentences, because I think it's easier for people to follow a short sentence than a long one. Yes, right, right. It's common sense. Think about com, uh, I've never said this before, never thought it before, com, er, uh, and com, on, sense, and it might give you a clue. Right, excellent. And the, throughout the book, there's just little pieces of gold nuggets. And you've even talked about thank you letters, saying that they're almost a collector's item nowadays. Yes, I think that's really sad. However, it's, it's almost going full circle because quite a lot of people involved in marketing will actually now say, handwrite a letter because it's unusual. Uh, a marketing ploy, if you like, is to send people marketing material in a, an envelope 
either with what looks like handwriting or with a colour or with an actual stamp rather than being franked or whatever. So they're sending something that looks as if it's something you want to open. So it's, it, it, it's getting rare. But I think it, it's, it's a shame because people appreciate having things that are handwritten. As long as you're not like me and have dreadful handwriting that nobody can read, and I wouldn't inflict that on anybody. So <laughs> I, just limit, I limit my handwriting to short things. <laughs> of writing a long letter to anybody because they'd have to phone me and ask me to interpret it which would be right okay so can you just give us sort of final tips on writing and on reading writing and on reading it helps to practice writing if if it's not something you're very you're very comfortable with doing just do a little bit each day and what i would suggest is 50 words 100 words at most look out of the window and write down something you see. Eat your meal and write down what you've just eaten. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, if you've got a pet, write, just describe them in writing. So do, do something each day. That's the, that's the first thing. Similarly, if you can read something each day, it really helps. And it doesn't have to be anything long. And my, my strategy for reading is I read in the loo. It's actually the bathroom. And we have also have a little sort of bed in there. So uh, you can see you don't have to be on the loo. You can just be in the bathroom. But I always keep a book in there or two books in there. And that's the main place I read because I read in short bursts. Um, I have written, read one or two books this year where I've read the whole thing pretty much from start to finish. That's unusual. I usually read three or four pages 
and that's it then I come back to it so do a bit each day really helps excellent and what is your favorite quote well I've got two that actually are the same thing one is something that's used a lot in NLP and some of some of the people listening may have come across it and it's if you always do what you've always done you always get what you've always got and the simpler version of that is something that I've got pinned up on the wall and it says if we don't change our direction we'll end up where we are heading and they both mean exactly the same thing if you're, if you're getting the results you want if you're having the life you like and the joy that's great if you're not you have to do something different and it, it's, it's just fine little thing there's a peanuts cartoon that's one of my favorites and it's got the boy and the dog at some traffic lights and the dog sitting down and then the lights keep changing red and green red and green and in the end the boy looks at the dog and says you have to move your feet as well <laughs> don't do anything if you don't get a result right well that that is a beautiful thing to end on and yes let's start moving our feet particularly for me if it's in the direction of writing books because I, I don't think the world has enough so thank you for your books they are an absolute delight and I look forward to, to when you do get to your 20th and you'll talk then thanks so much lady. thank you for listening to the lady ad show podcast Come back, subscribe, and we'll do this all over again. Bye-bye. Hey, hey,